0: The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas football today live, weekdays at noon, on texasfootball.com dot com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using
1: hashtag TF Today.
2: We did it. We're on. Oh we're on. Yeah, welcome to the show, Brady.
1: Thanks. Are, Appreciate you, free-
2: it. are you freaking out yet? I'm a little bit nervous, but you're I'll be fine. Good.
1: Brady,
3: you you will be a natural. All right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'll
1: take your word for it.
2: Yeah.
3: You <laughs> should be it was it should have been uh you were part of the the NCAA simulations last year. That's so that true. That, w- that was that's that true. was your broadcast uh, debut with us. I so. did. That's like true. Travis,
1: Lake Travis Allen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, you were on the Referio Mark call. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, it's the most yeah. famous call of all time. Right. right. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about <laughs> that. That was crazy. <laughs> Our crowning moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Two clock. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We uh we're doing even more of those this year.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be fun.
2: Um, but it just means we're also going to have to get started earlier on that Saturday.
3: Yeah, like. not as a as a kind of a half joke that we were kind of just throwing around yeah. at the last second. Yeah. yeah. It's actually a thing
2: now. It actually took off. Too many people liked those video game simulations last year, so. Right. we got to give the people what they want. <laughs> That's right. We listened to the people. They loved the state title game video game simulations last year, so instead of three, we'll do as many as we can do, as many as the – off weird offenses allow yeah, right we're gonna depressing. we're yeah. gonna get into title game projections at the end of the show today uh but needless to say like if if teams like if like liberty hill gets in the title game <laughs> you will not be getting a 4a d1 preview because yeah. there is yeah. no slot t in NCA 14 yeah that's tough College football there's that's not i do think there's the veer though so san antonio well, no, there, w- there are
3: there are two
2: option style well because like? i
3: think uh, let's see I don't know if Navy has them, but if you look, at, if you go to Option Playbook, yeah. yeah, there are two. I think they call it the the, the wing bone. The in wing the game. Bone. And okay. And there's two formations, so right okay. and left. I think there might be a third variation of we it. Could just but that is that is a that is the closest thing to a Wing T or Slot T that they well have have to
1: like go in and edit the playbook. That right, it have to be like just, just those, those two three. Two yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. But there yeah. is a way
3: to do it, okay. and it's actually pr- I've ran it a couple times. It's interesting. Okay, but like you can tell that was. The game wasn't exactly programmed because there's right. so much misdirection with those formations that like yeah. your quarterback will bump into like the tight end and stuff, yeah, and so yeah. it's really frustrating sometimes. But yeah. if it works, it's
1: a fun, it's a fun uh, formation to use. Yeah. Of course, last year, you know, with the it, I think the one it messed up the most was the Lake Travis offense because you they were using they were using the fullback as <laughs> yeah I was using the fullback yeah. and yeah. they
3: were running the ball a lot and I was like yeah. well, this isn't this is yeah. Lake Travis at all. <laughs> no, right. It's not really how they do things. Yeah.
2: No. Josh Perez is in the house, biggest Refurio fan we've ever known on this show, and he wants to know if we're still doubting us. No, but I, I've talked about this multiple times on the show so far. Mm. This is the biggest, dumbest game of possum Herring <laughs> has ever played on anyone. Yeah. Start the year, you've got a transferring quarterback who threw for thousands of yards at Gregory Portland. We're like, we're going to play him at linebacker because yeah. we're Refurio, we can do whatever we want. And so they look terrible in that Flex cat offense, they get murdered by Mart, and we're like, well, this just isn't Refugio's year. Yeah. And then like halfway like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll just put in that quarterback, that quarterback that threw for thousands of yards. We're gonna do that now. Yeah. And now they're the best team in two eighty one. Yeah. So like, they did it late enough now where we all picked against them, and like now I'm one hundred percent sold that Refugio is going to coast to a title game now. Yeah. Like. Yeah. What the hell, man. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, they're just fu- they're just fine. Like it's, it's gonna be fine. They're gonna. I'm, I'm not on world. record picking against them yet. Exactly. So, so yeah, yeah, you you could, yeah, I believe the whole time. We do our state predictions. Brady's just going to be like, oh, look at that. <laughs> had him there the whole time, so guys. Sh- stupid. <laughs> I'm so.
2: Oh, that's right. I forgot this. Miseel remembers. Remember they wouldn't take, Uh, they wouldn't let you oh, name Dicker? They wouldn't let us put Cameron oh, Dicker. No, they yeah, thought yeah. that was like a slander name. So, so we they had to let put you Kicker. Name. Yeah, you that's just had right. to call him Kicker because they wouldn't let you.
1: Oh, that EA Sports. Yeah.
2: EA Sports. Uh, there were a couple other
1: things. At least uh, we know how to do it this year. We remember how many teams we lost trying yeah. to? Yeah. To like try to do it on one account, yeah, it you was could only a, keep one. And it
3: was bad. It, it was a uh, it was a mess last. There was a lot of things behind the scenes that l- people didn't see that yeah. uh, went yeah. wrong.
2: Yeah. yeah. Brent Holman is excited that Ish is back. Oh yeah. hey! You were missed apparently.
3: Yeah. I was uh, too busy having fun in.
2: Uh, down no, in San Antonio. No more fun for you. Yeah. yeah. No fun. Uh, for you. I'll be back
3: in San Antonio this weekend, but.
2: Yeah, I, like you're putting a lot of miles under the tires this week, man.
3: Yeah, well, you know how it goes. <laughs> it'd, you're be used like, to it. it'd be like that
2: sometimes. You're like yeah. a warrior of the I-35 corridor. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say
3: I'm, I don't travel as much as step, but I probably travel along 35 more than yeah. Step. <laughs> See,
1: if I go, that's that's the only way I go home. Yeah. So that's if I'm if I'm going down yeah. to San Antonio, then that is that's that where is I do it. my road trips. Yeah.
2: Rob Groves wants to know if Brady got in the Pick'em Contest. I don't believe so. No. You were not in the Pick'em Contest. The that's all right.
3: He he's, he's holding on until Bandera makes that run. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, <laughs> I think, you know what, run. honestly, I, I think that's it's probably good that he wasn't in the Pick'em Contest because that's one game he'd probably get, the 281 game, because I sincerely doubt. Oh. I haven't uh, looked at all the picks. Yeah. I sincerely doubt anyone was like, oh, yeah, definitely Refurio yeah. Yeah. when we did the Pick'em Contest. Um,
1: yes.
3: Yeah, that's true.
2: I have the spreadsheet, but I'm not gonna. Right, right. But yeah, I sincerely doubt. Like, whoever has Refurio at this point is like, a, is might be the winner. Yeah. Because yeah. like a lot of the picks, everyone across the board is hosed in some in some categories, right. for sure. Um, if they win this week, then definitely like.
1: Yeah.
3: Whoever has Refurio is definitely probably yeah. the favorite.
2: And, and Rob Hadaway from South, like he's like, my pickems are not looking great. Don't worry. Like I'm dead serious that like. Across the board, when you lost a team you thought was going to get there, almost everyone else did too. Right. There. There is, I don't know. There's something, something that we all agreed on by watching this show, where we all just sort of agreed on certain teams. Mm -hmm. So like we just got wiped out. Yeah. And it's funny because the tiebreaker is 482, right? Because it's such a crapshoot at the beginning of the playoffs. And that's looking. And honestly. everyone (laughs) still has their teams in the mix there. Like we haven't gotten to a breaking point for those where like those teams have been knocked out. It's funny that I set that up as the tiebreaker and it's like, that's the one bracket where everyone's teams are still alive. It's going kind of chalk. I don't think anyone has picked anyone that's gotten knocked out for the most part. I'm trying to think, has there
3: been an upset in that region in that
1: bracket yet? Yeah. I mean, technically West orange Stark over Jasper by right. But yeah, that's true. By computer
3: standards. That's, that was an upset. Um, Yeah, geez. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> it's been pretty chalk. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that might end up. Yeah. I
2: think five A D one is where most people got hosed. Lufkin and Hutto. Yeah. yeah. Have hosed yep. most people. Uh, leaving, of course, Highland Park ready to to take the spoils yet again. But we'll get to that later in the show when we talk about the the latest projections. Uh, but yeah, for those despairing in the comments about their pickums, the, basically the prevailing lesson is like you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. I've I have looked at ev- I have a spreadsheet with everyone's listed next to each other, mm-hmm. and when a team gets wiped out, I look at I'm like, well, that just took out a third of the a third of the group, <laughs> right? And then like on the same week, another team would get wiped out. I'm Like, okay, well, no one gets that pick anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> everyone's just going to get Everyone nothing for loses. that. Everyone loses. So yeah. Anyway, um, I guess we can do this. Can we start the show? We're gonna, hey, Matt Solis wants to know what do you think about the Quero Gobblers? I think we're going to talk about them in a little bit. But for now, <laughs> do it? Yeah. For now, let's start the show. Hi, howdy, hello, how are you, live in Louisville, Texas, it is Texas football today, I am your host Max Thompson, director of visual content for Dave Campbell's Texas football, thank you so much for joining us today, Tepper is still out but Tep baby is doing great, Tep-, tep wife are doing great uh, and you just have to put up with us now and the energy is going to be different and I don't care. <laughs> you're you're going to be fine. Um, welcome to America's favorite mediocre internet show. Uh, this is where I always sit, but sitting in the guest chair today. In Greg Tepper's spot, reluctantly. Not reluctantly, but I think he's a little nervous. <laughs> yeah. It's Brady Keene. How you doing, Brady? I'm good. Yeah. Not,
1: not reluctantly, but yes, nervous.
2: <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Brady Keene has been a valued member of the Dave Campbell's family since he was an intern two
1: years ago? 2016, yeah. 2016. Yeah, before me. Fall 2016. He
2: is now a uh, sports writer at the Denton Record Chronicle. I know the Argyle fans in the house know him quite well. Yes. They've already been commenting and excited to see him on the show uh, and a, a model for all future interns. Oh, cool. yeah. Hey. There, you <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Big praise. <Right>. Oh, yeah. Sing <laughs> next to him, our West African prince, Ishmael Johnson, who Hello. will carry the show. Oh, yeah. That's news to me. Yeah, I'll right. Go. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ish. Ish was at a Smashing Pumpkins concert in San Antonio last night. His mm. favorite band, uh, Ish, five word review.
3: Five word review. Uh, very cold, but w- worth it. Hey, I like Uh, that. uh, That was good. I was going to say well worth it. I was like, nope, that's too many.
2: (laughs) But worth it. All right. I like that. That was good. That was good. All right. By the way, if you haven't been to
3: Sunken Gardens Theater in San Antonio, very awesome. i never been there. Never heard of it until the concert. Uh, Really cool outdoor venue. Really beautiful. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Check it out. All right. There you go. That's your full review. Yeah. On today's show, uh, we got a couple taped interviews with Brandeis head coach, David Branscombe. Uh, Matt Stepp was down there when they uh, beat Brownsville Handline, and he was there for the game afterwards to talk with Mission Veterans Memorial Head Coach David Gilpin in what will surely be an interview that will <laughs> trip you out. Uh, if you haven't ever listened to an interview with Coach Gilpin, and he's been on this show, he is the most enthusiastic man in Texas. And I say that knowing full well that Tepper is on this show all the time. Um, and then on the back half of the show, we're going to talk about the latest computer projections for the state championships. We've we've whittled the field down. Jerry Forrest computer rankings, which are on our site, Right now, project a certain group of teams to be in the state championships. We're going to talk about who those teams are. Some of them are not surprising. Some of them are a little surprising. But at this point, y- you know, if you make it, it's you've come this far. Yeah, yeah. you must be pretty good. We'll talk about what we see uh, as a fit in those title game projections and who we're a little skeptical on. Maybe some teams that need to prove some things. And that's that's the whole show. That's that's all we're going to do. Um, Brady, we've we've been. Uh, revisiting this argyle Salina game last Friday. Yep. You were there. Yep. What the, what the hell
1: happened? <laughs> uh, Bill Elliott called his shot. Yeah. that <laughs> 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 uh, was a fun game. Uh, Selina d- definitely dominated in the first half. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think part of it was it, look, it looked like, and from talking with Coach Rogers, they changed up their defensive front. And, you know, made some adjustments there and had some quicker players up up front on the D-line, and that Mm -hmm. was giving Argyle some trouble running the ball early. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they doubled Dylan Carter, uh, you know, Argyle's receiver who has 19 touchdowns this year, over Mm -hmm. 1,000 yards. So it kind of took away the the top weapon in the passing game and uh, focused on stopping the run and did everything right offensively, and so it was 14-3 at halftime. I think everybody, everybody's kind of talked about the fact that the lightning delay obviously helped Argyle kind of figure things out. Right. And, yeah. and get, back on, yeah, get back on track. Um, yeah. And, you know, then Argyle did what Argyle did and drove down the field and won the game with 25 yeah. seconds left. I
2: was emailing with uh, Josh Chapa, who I believe you know. Maybe. Maybe. He's a dad of one of the players on Argyle. Yeah. and he was, he, was, he was basically giving me the inside info that basically they got so fired up about the comments that they were, like, pressing. Yeah. Like they were determined do you feel like they like were overplaying early on, and that w- that got them in trouble?
1: yeah, it seemed like they were they were determined to do what they've done all year right. and just kind of use the offensive line to mm-hmm. you know plow the way ahead and, right. and run the ball and there were a couple series I think they went three series in a row three and out with straight runs the whole time, and that was kind of it was kind of like you know they expected to be able to just do whatever they wanted offensively right because that's what they did the first time i mean forty two to zero with four minutes left in the first quarter yeah um But, you know, they made the adjustments at at halftime and kind of took what Salina was leaving open. then by doubling Dylan Carter, they were able to work the ball to some different guys. And uh, I think they settled down, yeah, for sure, after the break. Nice.
2: All right, well, we have to move on uh, because our Kyle's reward for winning that game now is to have to deal with LaVega. Yeah. Uh, A team they beat last last Mm -hmm. time they met earlier this season, but it was not easy. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, so – one thing, if we have time on the back end, I may answer a few questions. We we might just turn the rest of the week into a mailbag, just for future, future viewing purposes, just right. so our viewers know, because that means I have less work to do. <laughs> and uh, I don't want to plan a very complicated show. We're not going to do a coach interview tomorrow because it's too complicated. Brady's going to be back hosting again tomorrow. Yep. And it might just be easier on tomorrow and Friday to just do two mailbag shows. And if you're lucky... Maybe we'll answer a few questions at the end of this show, too, because we might have enough time. But first, Matt Stepp was down in San Antonio to do a few interviews and see a few games last week, and he caught up with uh, Brandeis head coach David Branscombe after their big, big 33-32 win over uh, Brownsville Hanna. And uh, here is that interview on Texas Football Today.
4: Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football here at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Here with the head coach of the regional semifinal champion Brandeis Broncos, Coach David Branscombe, after a uh, thrilling 33-32 win over a a really good Brownsville Hanna team. Uh, Coach, I hope the game didn't age you too much, because it may have aged us in the press box. It was a thriller.
5: It was, uh, well, hope is not a strategy, but apparently we uh, our strategy needed to be tweaked at halftime. So, uh, you know, our kids' fight is incredible. We were making some uncharacteristic mistakes in the first half, but you got to tip your hat to Brownsville Hanna. I mean, they came out fighting with some real weapons. Uh, that quarterback is a heck of a player. The running back defense was playing phenomenal, and 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 we we're getting hit in the face to start the ball game, and we had to wake up and. And find some resolve, and luckily we've had some opportunities to do that this season, where we've been seasoned in it and 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 gotten better in it. So the greatest thing about a Broncos, they're not going to give up, and they're going to fight to the end, and that's what I love about this community and this program.
4: Now, you guys, uh, the me- what was the message at halftime? Because you were down 20 to seven, uh, things weren't going great. Was was it a met? Was there adjustments that were made? Or was it was a more just kind of getting refocused and more of a mental thing for your kids in the second half.
5: There wasn't any adjustments made. It was just making a decision. Uh, to play Bronco football and stop making uncharacteristic mistakes and, and to uh, raise their level of intensity to match Hannah's because Hannah's intensity was incredible to start. Um, and once we did that, we, we found ourselves in a fight that we uh, are used to. And that's uh, unfortunately right now trailing but coming back. And, and I'm very thankful and, and happy for these guys and they're proud of them. Man.
3: Yeah, a
4: lot of resolve because a lesser team might have, uh, you know, after getting ch- uh, kind of talked to at halftime, and then Hannah comes out and scores and makes it 26-7, to and, and a lesser team might have just kind of packed up the bags. But your kids responded right away with the touchdown. Look at the offense in the second half. Uh, all your weapons started to play well, and your offensive line uh, gave your quarterback time to operate. Um, just, you know, talk about your offensive line and, and how 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 much they make your team go. Cause those guys, I know, don't get enough credit, do they?
5: No, they don't. And and the greatest thing about this team this season is their physicality. And the problem in the first half is Hannah was uh, was 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 matching our physicality, and and they were winning. Uh, and so we just made sure to talk to our guys, our offensive line, and let them know uh, that they're a physical offensive line, and they can do those things, and they can move those guys. And and once they uh, woke up and started pushing. It was still a battle till the end, but uh, their physicality showed through in the end, and I'm proud of them for their
4: fight. Now, their personality was is, is more of a run-oriented team, and it looked like early on you guys were uh, able to stop the run and turn them into a passing team. They, were, they did hit some plays in the passing game, but how important was it for you to make them one-dimensional because they, they, they did struggle to establish the running game and keep it consistent. Your defensive line looked like, looked like they did it. your front seven did a great job.
5: Yeah, well, we tried to make them one-dimensional and test the middle of the quarterback uh, in the first half, that did not work in our favor. We did stop the run, but they were able to capitalize on play-action passes and and uh, and make some plays. Uh, once we settled in, they st- we still gave up a few plays, but you know our fight uh, to get out of the stack and get to the football and create turnovers on defense, uh, it, it shows through in the second half, uh, like it has all season long. So I'm just proud that we made the decision at halftime to to wake up and and start fighting like a bronco.
4: Coach, appreciate your time. Enjoy the win, and uh, you getting back to work uh, here pretty quick against Austin Westlake. Congratulations on the win, and uh, enjoy it, and we'll see you next week.
5: Thank you so much, Matt. Appreciate your time.
2: Our thanks to Coach Branson for uh, tolerating Step. It's so hard. And if you're ready to be entertained, just sit there and be entertained. I don't know. Here is Step's interview with Mission Veterans Memorial Coach David Gilpin after the thrilling win over CC Vets Memorial – here on Texas Football Today.
4: Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football here at the Alamo Dome with the head coach of the regional semifinal champion Mission Veterans Memorial Patriots, David Gilpin. Uh, Coach, how's that sound?
0: (laughs) That sounds real good, man. We started talking about this back in February. When we saw realignment, we looked at our region. We felt we were capable of this. You know, we said, hey, there's no Big Bad Wolf. Angleton's gone. Richmond Foster's gone. Drippin' Springs is gone. Now, we didn't know that uh, Justin Wagner was going to turn out to be the Big Bad Wolf, which they are. But uh, other than that, man, everything is falling into place. Even the playoff games have gone exactly like we expected as far as who we played. Everything has gone, you know, we're on a 12-game winning streak. And so, yeah, it sounds real good, man, being a final eight.
4: Now, you know, obviously in the Valley it's a sore subject, the third round, you know, in Valley Week and that kind of thing. Uh And and this isn't a a one-year process. You know, you've been around for a while and you guys have played in third-round games before. Uh What makes this team different? Because they they came out with no fear, and I I could even see it in warm that that just there were there was a look of determination, and there was not they were not in awe of the, of the of the moment at all. What makes these kids special?
0: This team has no fear of anything. It started three years ago. We stood on at Alamo Stadium, uh, or two years ago against Drippy Springs. Uh, we just got beat, got our head handed to it, and. I told them our mindset is no longer let's win a playoff game, let's win a district championship. It became its third round or better. We didn't get to the third round last year. We ran into a tough flower bluff team in the second round and got knocked out even though we played pretty well offensively. But uh, it's been a long process that that, uh, we have continued to grind on mindset-wise. You know, we got what we got. We're not big and we're not fast, you know what I mean? It is what it is. I mean, obviously Landry's athletic. Mikey Garcia can run a little bit, you know, but everybody else just pretty much, you know, we got, we're good between five to ten yards, which is football, baby, and that's
4: what we do well. All right. Now, uh, people are going to look at the the numbers, 6255, and they're going to say, oh, man, it was a shootout. There was no defense play. But but when when you need your defense to step up and get a stop and they got a pick six there, they were were able to make a play. Um, Just talk about those guys. I know know Landry and the offense, they get a lot of of accolades, but your defense, you know, at times, when you you need to stop, they make a play, don't they? Yeah, they do, Matt. And and our
0: defense has been playing lights out in the playoffs. Did a great job against Victoria East, Johnson veterans. And uh, you know, we came into this football game and our defense, I told them at halftime, we're playing great. We had a Bunch of mistakes in the special teams game. And, they, hey, they had to run about four or five trick plays in the first half. Mm-hmm. When you make somebody go to the trick plays like that, you're playing pretty solid defense. And uh, and we were. And we were real pleased with our defense in the first half. Got away from us a little bit in the second half. You know, they, they, they're they a good team. Yeah. They're, 12- well, they're 12-0 for a reason, right? Yeah, you know. So, uh, And we knew that. You know, if you go back and look at all our playoff scores, and we've done this to the coaching staff, we give up points in the playoffs. Why? Because we're playing bigger, faster athletes that are really good. Okay? We score well because we do a great job offensively with our scheme and our kids and and all of that, but we understand that going in and so we're going to take some chances defensively. It's going to give us some big plays. But, you know, I mean, we uh, we have to find something different besides just lining up and playing base defensive guys against guys that are bigger and faster than us. And so, you know, uh, the last two weeks, it's been outstanding, man. And
4: the first half of the night was outstanding. It really was. You guys are the last team standing in the Rio Grande Valley. You're, you're carrying the flag for all of 956 at this point. Uh, what's your message to all the Rio Grande Valley fans from other schools? Uh, I'm sure you'd love to have them come out and watch you guys play Saturday morning at the Alamo Dome, wouldn't you?
0: Man, that'd be great, man. I mean, we support all the Valley schools and I, and I hope they're supportive of us. I know, you know, I, I, I can be pretty aggressive and pretty passionate sometimes. It rubs people wrong some, but you know, I, I hope they they know that our heart and, and and the passion that we play with here and the and the, and the attitude that our kids take to the field um, represents all of the Rio Grande Valley. And It's who we are as a region. You know, we're not the biggest of the fastest. But I tell you what, we're as good of football players. You know, now sometimes a football player that's 5'8", and one sixty gets beat by a football player that's six two and two twenty. You know, that happens, but it doesn't
4: lessen the talent that our kids have, and it certainly doesn't lessen the coaching that's in the Rio Grand Valley. Great coaches. And, and th- this week was, was, you know, obviously a couple teams took took some tough losses, but Hannah, you know, could have pulled it out well, today. Vela uh, played Westlake really tough, yeah. Laferia gave him, gave him a run. It uh, seems like, you, uh, I mean, at least this year, the, the gap is closing a little bit, would, yeah. would you think? I hope so, Matt.
0: You know, we had six teams get to the third round. I watched the Hannah game on the drive up, watched some of the Laferia game, watched a lot of the Vela game last night at home, and uh, and those guys are competitive, man. Vela's got a great program over there, having a lot of success, and I know There's some tough matches. It goes back to, why does the Valley, somebody asked me that this week, why does the Valley struggle in the third round? Because we're playing really good football teams, man. Our guys are good football players, and sometimes you run into a team that's better. You tip your hat and you say, great job. You don't quit playing. You give everything you have. And I think all six of our teams this weekend did
4: that. How's it feel to be working this week?
0: Man, I tell you, that was the last thing I told the kids. Told them, it really feels good to say, I'll see you at 7 o'clock on Monday morning. We're a morning practice team. And uh, go back into December, something we've talked about all year long, December football, five gold balls, you know. Uh, and now we're, we're sitting here on a 12-game winning streak. We're going to the 15th week of the season, you know. And, I mean, golly, we only eight teams left in our bracket. You know?
4: three, three more wins to Arlington, and, and that sounds good, doesn't it? Hey,
0: it does sound good. And I know, you know, it's like they say, man, you set your goals high enough that they're not, if they're not laughing at you, you didn't set them high enough. And uh, we said ours right off the bat, we said, let's go five goal balls, let's go regional champion. And at that point, we'll reevaluate when we see comes out what comes out of region three. Now. Before we get to Region 3, we know what we got with Wagner. And, and we know the challenge is going to be in front of us. We're going to get back to work tomorrow morning. We're going to roll in probably about 4 or 5 tonight. We're getting back because we got to go to work, bring the coaches in, and, and let's get the film on to see if we can figure out a game plan to make us competitive.
4: Well, enjoy the win, Coach. Enjoy That would be a fun ride home. And I appreciate what you do for student athletes in the state of Texas.
0: Thanks, Matt. And I appreciate what you do, man. I, I love I, – I mean, I read everything you put on Twitter. I read everything you put on the website, uh, on Dave Campbell's. I mean, I think you are a true ambassador for our – game and for our coaches and for our kids and it's exciting that you were here i was excited that you were here. i told my son
4: i said hey man matt steph's gonna be at
0: the game tonight that's cool man you know well,
4: and appreciate and, it coach it means you know, a lot rock star status these days man and that's cool well, you're the rock star in the real grand valley congrats coach <laughs> thanks matt appreciate it great
2: there he is the man the myth oh. the <laughs> legend coach gilpin and i can tell by the comments uh from all of our viewers are like can we just interview this guy every time? He should host the show, honestly. I yeah. <laughs> like Absolutely. That's, that's how good Coach Gilbin is. I will is. give he's,
3: up my mic so quick. Now, I, w-
2: now I was telling you guys this off air, and I'd gone back and watched our interview with him in February. He was on the show in February last year, and he said the goal, he's like, it's state semifinals or bust. And he's like, I know that sounds crazy. I know we're a Valley team. I know how crazy. Man, they're one game away. One game away. If, you, if he had come on here and said, just get to the regional final, most people would be like, sure, man. Yeah. Sure they're that far. And look, don't don't get her don't get it twisted. Landry Gilpin, their quarterback's been amazing over 700 total yards in that win last week. Mm-hmm. They're still huge underdogs against Wagner. Wagner, is a Wagner huge lost neighbor. by a yeah. touchdown to Judson. Yeah. Wagner is big, bad mean. It's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really tough for Mission Mission Veterans Memorial, but the fact that they're here in this position makes them one of the best stories of the year. I was about to say, I don't know.
3: Like, we're supposed to be impartial. You know, right. obviously, we'll, we analyze the game for what it is. I don't know how you can't be rooting for Emission right. Vets because right. of everything. Because yeah. of what you just saw with Coach Gilpin, yep. what Landry's yep. doing, yep. them carrying the banner yep. for the entire RGV area. Like, yep. it's it's a it's a great story. If they pull this off like that,
2: it's, yeah, it's awesome. going to be incredible. And, sp- and a little teaser. Brady Keane, who's in the house today. <laughs> Just wrote a feature on Coach Gilpin. Talked to him. He said the interview lasted almost two hours. (laughs) (laughs) And I've read the feature. It's really good. As soon as we have uh, more photos of Coach Gilpin, we'll run it. Hopefully in the next few weeks. I mean, this this may be the perfect time to do it. So um, if I wasn't doing Tepper's job and mine at the same time, it might already be. (laughs) (laughs) But look forward to that piece. Uh, It's as exciting as you might expect. And I'm with Jacob John. He's like, hey, root for Taskos and Mission Vets. I I agree. Those are like these Mm -hmm. are two teams from two places in big schools and we just don't see this deep in the playoffs, hard not to root for them, And it's been a good year for that. We were, you know, some of the team, Hannah was one point away against Brandeis yeah. who we mm-hmm. just talked about. And then, uh, you know, we had a lot of hopes for Parkland and it just didn't work out, but some good teams had a shot this year and just couldn't quite get there, but we still have two left. It's pretty, pretty awesome. So the next part of the show title game projections. Mm-hmm. So the computer has spoken Jerry Forrest Formula has uh, chewed up and spit out uh, the latest projections. We're in the regional finals; that we are two rounds from the state championship games. And I just want to take a look at each classification. I've sent you guys this in advance. We're going to talk about each game, about the projections, and where where things stand at this point. Um, whether we agree, whether we disagree, because I think a few of these are missing some key data yep. points. So the first one, 681. Allen versus North Shore is the least controversial one in this group. Yeah. That
3: uh, might have been the least controversial pick in general. Like now,
2: in what I'll say is North Shore is a big favorite to get there. I don't – Cypher is going to be tough. Right. But North Shore has just made really great teams look silly this year. Mm-hmm. And they're probably the favorite to win the whole thing. Now, what's interesting, though, about Allen is I really do think whoever wins Duncanville-Southlake has a chance. Sure. Yeah. Has a, has a strong chance, much stronger chance than the teams playing North Shore. Um. So I'm not. While well, I I am. This is right. These are the favorites. This is probably who should be expected to get to this point. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested in Duncanville, South Lake, especially if one of them blows the other out. Right. You know? Like yeah. that's that's kind of where I'm looking at that game. Like if one of those teams wins in a blowout, mm-hmm. maybe Allen's in trouble.
3: Also, one of the te- if if again North Shore is looking like a machine, but. Yeah. If Lake Travis or Judson blow right. each other out. Right. Like, if we're looking All at Lake sudden, Travis, yeah. if, they bl- if they beat Judson by 30. Right. And it's like, oh, is this offense? Yeah, did they like? Is, are, are they up? back? That's yeah. That's a good point. So, it, yeah. It's, the favorites, yes. The favorites are correct, I think. Judson, it's North Shore and Allen. Yeah. yeah. Um, but a couple of results here and there could make this a little more interesting.
2: Now, what's also interesting is Rob Groves made this point out, like, you know, Midway's not a favorite in the Allen game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On Tep and Step this week, I hosted sort of. And <laughs> tried tried to lend some some perspective in some of my personal the segment that I introduced on tap and step that I like it's a very max segment is, te- is games I'm way too sure about sure last week it was Argyle Salina like yep. you tell me like oh yeah Salina's yeah. gonna get him I ah. <laughs> yeah that's not gonna be close you right. idiot <laughs> um, Midway Allen. A too like I'm too a little too sure, sure that Allen's just gonna. Oh yeah, I mean, it's been a nice run midway. Pat right. on the head. <laughs> right. But and then, this, and then this that's, is that's the game you look at third quarter, 14-10 yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. it's like, yeah, oh, it's like wow. wait, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Um. Never trust my gut. Uh. Yeah. It's what's the line from Gross Point Blank? Uh. I've, or I've, I've. Or no, it's uh. High fidelity. I've lately yeah. I've been finding out that my guts have bleep for brains. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. Six eighty two. Also not a huge surprise, but there is a data point that's interesting here. Longview versus Westlake is a projection. However, the computer does not know that Westlake has, like, lost half their team to injuries. <laughs> um, yeah, Thomas Jones said uh, last week Taylor Anderson was out.
3: Uh, their running back, Trip Graham, is out. Yeah. And their starting all-state caliber center is out as well. Yeah. And so it, that makes that game really interesting this week.
2: And our good friend Ed, Ed McElroy was uh, listening to Todd Dodge's radio uh, appearance today, I think, mm-hmm. and it sure doesn't sound like Anderson's going to play. Yeah. Now, I think might
3: be. I mean, the Westlake's one of those teams where it might be just plug and play a
2: little uh, uh, to a certain I, I extent. I think against Brandeis, that's probably true. I right. talked to Step about this because he had seen Brandeis in person, so he had like some sense of like how that game was going. Yeah, and he's like, I still think Westlake's a favorite, even with the backup with with a backup quarterback and, yeah. uh, you know, maybe not as big a favorite, right? But right. still a favorite. But I. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I hate to jinx Longview at this point, but like every possible scenario is lining up is lining up to make this Longview's year, and we, they need to get there first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm very excited about the possibilities. That's another game, the Longview Westfield. It's like. <sighs> Should be. Longview's gonna roll in on that Should one. Be. Come on, and then yeah, third quarter it's like 21-24, and you're like, wow.
3: Yeah. Westfield, and then, uh, and then like then the winner, the winner, yeah. you know, Longview wins that. Then they either get this hot Haltom team, yeah. yeah, that's you yeah. know looking, that's no longer under the radar. Like they're they're above yeah. surface yeah. now, yeah. and or Taskos, a Tascosa team that's just been rolling, catching fire recently. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, there's there's not, it's not a. It seems like everything's lining up, but right. something could go wrong <laughs> for yeah. for Longview.
1: Yeah, I, I know you guys were talking. You know just how good Longview looked yeah. in the second half last week against Van because mm-hmm. it was yeah a, a, it's a close game going yeah. into halftime and yeah and then just, they turned on the Jets. Yeah. It yeah. was
3: that that's that's the one that got me. I mean Longview was always a favorite but that's mm. the one that made me raise my eyebrows cuz yeah. Vandergrift's defense is legitimately good right. and it didn't
1: matter. All those pieces that yeah. Longview has just uh, took over too and, much, yeah. too
2: much. Too much indeed. Here's another one that I am not 100% sold on. 581. Mm-hmm. Denton Ryan versus San Antonio Wagner. Now the the what I'm not sure about Wagner I do think is the favorite. They're big bad bullies. Ryan's got to beat Wesley or uh, Highland Park. Yeah. They've got to beat Highland Park before I sit here and go, "Oh yeah, they're the favorite." Right. And and the bad news is like Highland Park let one great quarterback graduate and they replaced him with another great quarterback. If you haven't seen Chandler Morris play yet, he's awesome. And the defense, I don't know if they're better or worse than last year, but they're still really good. Yeah. Yeah. And like they've they've answered every bell and if if Denton Ryan couldn't beat Highland Park with Spencer Sanders, why should I get excited about them doing it without Spencer Sanders?
1: Yeah. That- Counterpoint. Go well, ahead. So I know <laughs> <laughs> I know uh Coach Hennigan over at Ryan's been talking, you know, all year about how yeah, they don't have Spencer Sanders who yeah. was probably the best player in the state. He was Mr. Texas Football last year. Mm-hmm. Uh but he thinks that, you know, it, it could be the best team that they've had yeah. at Ryan in in a while. And they they've had so many so many different guys who can who can make plays this year and mm-hmm. they have 16 defensive scores, uh, you know, safeties, punt returns, interceptions, right. they I mean, they've just done team it, efforts. Yeah, just everything defensively, uh, you know, so obviously they haven't gotten past highland park the last 2 years but yeah. uh and i think like max said they yeah. they have to do that to be considered the favorite this year
2: and then jeremy j Ma- Meredith, our big john tyler fan is like uh excuse me john tyler versus like game Lagner, this week sir <laughs> yeah. uh, highland
3: park has to play somebody else this week but guys. that that's another game that's yeah. another
2: i don't know what john tyler is i yeah, don't like true. i have no idea who they are or what they're doing like well, who they're going to be week to week. I mean, right. Don't get me wrong. I do know who they are. I know how good they are. Yeah. But consistency is key. And I, I don't know. I mean, like, if they won that game, great. Yeah. I am here. I Parody. Would, give, Number we, one. Give me some new blood. We, we talked about. And John Tyler's not new blood, but you get him. Right, some right, right, <laughs> right. We talked about pan, rooting for the Panhandle and RGV. I am fine. Yeah. With Beast Texas State Championships, Sure. Yeah. Newton. Longview. John Tyler. Bring him. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. I'm fine with it. Uh. I don't think they're the favorites, uh, and I think that's deservedly so. Yeah. But I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get crazy. 582. Alito versus Fortman Marshall. This is, like, the least yeah, stunning. I of. I mean, Reedy against Alito this week is interesting because it's probably yeah, – Tepper f- had
3: Reedy in the yeah. state finals.
2: It's probably the first, like, really
3: good team that Alito's played.
4: Well, yeah, they played like, some
2: like good like teams. Like, Sock was, like, we were kind of yeah. like, oh, we, we think Sock, Sock is, is better than probably people think. Right. But
3: they weren't this – yeah, the state caliber contender that necessarily would initially. Alito, Alito.
2: Yeah, Alito's kind of like Allen in that they always sort of end up in districts that don't test them. Yeah. Right, they just can't play up to their level, and that's not their fault. You play who you get, set, you know, gets put in your district. It's mm-hmm. fine, but it's always this time of year where we actually like, oh, Alito's really good, right. or like <laughs> Alito's pretty good, right. like for Alito teams yeah. by their standard. I don't know yet, but the Reedy game will tell us a lot. I'm fine with this projection right now. Fort Ben Marshall looks like an absolute killing machine. Yeah, mm-hmm. they made Port Natchez Groves look like a JV team last week. Yeah, <laughs> um, I will it, say there, in short order. In dude.
3: what uh, Alito? One thing that Alito normally doesn't have is a team that can match the size. Yeah, Reedy's kind of big. They're kind of big. Reedy's yeah. not. Reedy's not. They're not Alito big. Yeah. but they have guys where it's like, okay, Re- Alito's not gonna get. A forward push every time, yeah. right? Jace McClellan's not right. going to be able to average eight yards a carry right. probably this right. game. So that's the thing. Because me and Greg saw them against, I think uh Frisco. Okay. And we were like, okay, this is a pretty large team. Like yeah. was, yeah. they, they usually don't see. Yeah. And so I think that's that's going to be the interesting matchup is how Alito matches against someone who can kind of compete with their physicality and their yeah. size.
1: Yeah, I saw I saw Alito in the season opener against Guyer that okay. forty to zero game. Oh god, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was rough, but. uh <laughs> It was it was kind of like that was the coming out party for JoJo Earl. Oh uh, okay. yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. That was kind of the first time everybody got to see him, and yeah. he he could be the real deal in a couple of years. I think he's the real deal right now. Um, yeah. But you know he's he's quite the player to to pair back there in that offense. Okay.
2: So yeah, not a lot of arguments with this one. Yeah. This one seems like it's a good fit. Uh, let's move on to 481, which I'm going to be honest at this point in 481 it like almost every team could advance and I would not be surprised. That's yeah. how good these these yeah. teams are at this point. Um especially in regions two and three. Mm-hmm. Um but the other ones are really good too. This projection is La Vega versus Liberty Hill. It could very easily be Argyle. It could very easily be Carthage. We're talking about percentage points here mm-hmm. in difference. It's really not a big difference. I don't have a huge argument other than just like it could go it's like a coin flip game between them Carthage and Argyle at this right. point yeah and we um, saw we
1: we saw how hard it was it is to beat a team twice uh, yeah. you know for Argyle last weekend yeah. they beat La Vega 31 29 in week two and that took a last second uh, touchdown drive in that one too so yeah. I think that one that one's gonna be interesting this week uh,
2: Jacob John says, don't sleep on Lavernia I'm not necessarily sleeping on it but I'm look honestly if they win that game it's the biggest surprise of the weekend yeah like that's as far so. as like a team against a state title contender in, in all of these matchups this week, mm-hmm. that would probably be the biggest surprise. Uh, if that game's close, I will be surprised. And good for Laverne if they pull it off. But um, I'm going to sleep on them. There. And they can <laughs> use this as motivation. And if they beat Liberty Hill, I guarantee if Greg's back next week, their coach will be on the show. Oh, oh yeah. So <laughs> So use it. Go yeah. for it. See what you do with it. Um, it is what it is. Uh, I'm still going to pick Liberty Hill, and I think these projections make a lot of sense. Uh, I'm just, great. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just ahead. saying
3: right now, I, I'm rooting for a Liberty Hill La Vega State Championship. It'd just be just a very. To see that physical, it would be a very
2: violent football game. Yeah. 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 if you like, no if you like
3: that. the yeah. football in its purest form. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, um, that's
2: the
1: game to root
3: for.
2: Brady has Argyle figured it out. Do you think they're going to be all right this week? What's, uh, what's your kind of fe- feel around the program and from seeing them?
1: They're obviously confident. I mean, they yeah. d- they have every reason to be at thirteen and zero. But I think they I think they kind of it was I think it might have been a wake up call last week just mm-hmm. to see Salina you know uh, stick with them and. I don't think you really need a wake up call to play well against La Vega because <laughs> right. you're you're awake after They will after. wake you up. Right. right. <laughs> and uh, you know, I think in the first game, you know, it took a it took a last second touchdown to win that game yeah. but that was it. Was kind of weird how that I know you were you were at that game right? Yeah, it was yeah. A, it was a weather delay. It was kind of rainy too, yeah. so
3: Argyle couldn't really throw the right, way yeah. they they wanted to.
1: Bo Hogaboom was zero for fifteen to start the game, yeah. and they still and they still managed to win. So you know I think that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can start zero of fifteen passing and still lead the team back to a touchdown drive to win the game, right? Um, I I was over there yesterday and the day before. I think they they realize it's going to be a tough challenge to do it twice, but I think I think they. They're ready to go.
3: I think yeah. I think that last week was, like you said, they don't. They shouldn't need a wake up call, but I yeah. think Argo, that was a good punch in the mouth that they needed. Yeah. It was like they've been rolling kind of since that what La Vega game, and now it's like, oh okay, we guys, we're not as probably as perfect as we thought. Right. Right. Yeah. They, we they, can shore sure up some holes, yeah. things like that.
1: So. Yeah. The starters, I, I don't think played in a in a game much in the second half since Paris. Yeah. Uh, you oh, know, just right. yeah, yeah. because Paris was the last team to really test them, mm-hmm. and so. You know, that was really the first time in quite a while that the offense – and anybody who starts was in the game in the fourth quarter. Sure. And, uh, so, you know, now they have two game-winning touchdown drives late, uh, which bodes well um, in the playoffs. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think
2: so. All right, 482. And I am going to basically jump into this right out of the gate and say – Yeah. <laughs> it's Pleasant Grove versus Quero, but more than any other group of teams left, I, I, I'm dead serious when I say of the eight teams left in 482 – any of them. Yeah. yeah. Any of them could get there. Any of them could win well, I mean, it's, at it's this point, and I just would not be surprised. Well, it just
3: shows how fluid this has been because yep. the computer projections had Glenn Rose. Yep. Uh, right. Just yep. like at the start of the playoffs. At
2: the start of the playoffs, Glenn Rose was the best team yeah. by, by the computer ratings. It has slipped. I don't know
3: if it was them just probably squeaking by a staccato. That was like, oh,
2: maybe. Maybe. It, that would make sense. But they, 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 and, and, again, I want to point out that this is not a – Pleasant Grove and Quero will murder who they're playing and right. be here easily. quero has got to beat Navarro, which they have a hell of a time doing. Right. right. Every, every they, year. They it do it every year, and it's a nightmare for them. Yeah. Um, Pleasant Grove doesn't have anything easy. Glenn Rose, no one's no one's beat them. No one's come yeah. close. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, the, that offense is great. Um, So there is – this is the one where it's like, okay, this is the projection, and that's fine. But I genuinely think you could take all eight teams, shuffle them in and out to, of this spot, and I would – it wouldn't surprise me if yeah. we're if we're watching a Navarro Glenn Rose final mm-hmm. three weeks from now. I'm not yeah. surprised. Yeah. Like that's not 482 is wide open
1: now. Uh, and Cuero did handle Navarro pretty easily in, in district, right? But, uh, well, you we know. saw that one last week. Yeah, with exactly. Argonne, so. Atlanta, so. Yeah. And <laughs> even uh, like, have
3: you seen Iowa Parks losses? Yeah, they're like it's
2: Iowa State, Graham, yeah. Brock. Yeah. like it's like oh okay, yeah. those I'm not yeah. mad that they
3: lost yeah. those but, games. Yeah. Like, and
2: and Iowa Park, I think it's very clear by the results down the stretch, they're playing better than they have all year. Yeah. yeah. On top of that, so they got a great, they've got a tough schedule, and they're playing great right now. Yeah, they, their
3: first one, two, three, four, five, four of their first five games were lost. Oh, sorry, it looks like five of their first six were losses, yeah. and those were those heavy teams that they played early, and yeah. then they just got on a roll. Yeah. So it's yeah. like,
2: maybe who knows? I like I said any of the 482 teams would not surprise me. I'm not picking against any of them at this point. This is the one that's probably it's like, okay, you have to pick two teams. Yeah. yeah. You had to pick someone. Yeah. Right. Here's here's what the computer says. I selfishly I'm I guess I'm rooting a little bit for Quero. I think they would bring in an incredible crowd. They've had an unbelievable year. They've had tragedy in the program with one of the team moms passing away. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been a it's been a long ride for, and this is a group it's that's been expected yeah. to be here for three straight years and they haven't quite done it. There's a part last of Last year they that ran into Wimberley. Was it Wimberley, Wimberley beat, them? beat him yeah. last year, and then the year before I think it was Navarro that got him that yeah, year. Navarro uh, got him that year. They beat Navarro last year, and then lose to Wimberley. They're yeah. like, oh, they finally did it. And this is before they even get to Region Three, which, yeah. by the way, West Orange Stark might just yeah. do what West Orange Stark always does, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> which I mean, uh, we talked about that earlier this yeah. year with just how how wide open that region looked, and then of course here comes West Orange Stark right. and just might just beat it yep. coming out. Yeah, again. <laughs> yeah.
2: and it, and it's like I wouldn't. Uh, I've said this for like three weeks now, where like when the playoffs started. We looked at 482 and we're like, shrug. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I don't know who's going to win it. And I and I said, why would you be surprised at the end if it's West Orange Stark? Just because this is what they do. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, they're just used to being here. And in these close games, they're just it's just they find ways to win. I mean, so,
3: it, it makes because they've already they've already beaten Sweeney. Yeah. They beaten Jasper, who were like right. the two new bloods kind of coming into kinda, the, yeah, the, the yeah yeah the, the, right. That came to the top of the rankings I think, yeah. at one point this year, yeah. and so it's like, oh, it's just the old the old right. horses, the old guard is here to stake its claim. And we <laughs>
2: always know. sit here every year going, oh well, the, once they get to that game with West, Orange, once Quero gets to that game with West Orange Stark, they, they still haven't done it. Yeah, <laughs> they haven't even yeah. gotten there. Yeah, you know, and we're sitting here going, oh, Quero, might I don't know. <laughs> Basically, the point is, they had to pick two teams. You had to pick two teams. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to three to, 3 three eighty to do one. Rock versus Grandview, the zebras. Ooh. The zebras are uh, are making a charge here at the mm-hmm. end of the season. Yeah. I And I have, honestly, look, Brock is used to being in this position. Coach Worrell does a great job. We're going out to Sweetwater tomorrow night. That's Brady true. and I, at the very least, maybe some other members of the Texas high school football clan. Uh, good luck, buddy. That's going to be a long weekend <laughs> for you. Uh, we're going to go out to Sweetwater for the shallow water Brock game. It's going to be very cold, I suspect. Uh, bring two jackets, Brady. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My first trip to the Mustang Bowl. Yeah. Nice. That's See, that, that's why I'm worth it. thinking about yeah. going. Worth it. Um I don't know. Three eighty one is another one where it's like, sure. They've they've all played so well now, and I'm having a hard time picking against Grandview just because they seem to be winning these close games. Yeah. Like it just feels like one of those teams is just gonna get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and good. New blood, like we talked and right. again, I am ready for a zebra head <laughs> run at run through at right? state. I am ready for that. Yeah. Um I don't know. Shallow water, shallow water, and Brock's a great matchup. I'm really interested to see how it goes. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, I saw I saw Brock play Pilot Point earlier this year. Okay. Um, and you know they were missing a couple a couple key guys in that game, and still, you know even even the backup guys came in and still made the plays that you know you're used to seeing Brock make. And mm-hmm. they pulled away in the second half. And I mean the offensive line looks good. They've got of course Baylor cups. Like like I heard Aaron Hardigan say yesterday is a, like a mini Gronk out there, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And that, and that she's not wrong. Uh, so yeah, I think I think that's a that'll be a fun game for sure tomorrow night. Yeah. All
2: right, three day three eighty two. Um,
1: what else needs to be said about? Yeah, it? <laughs> not,
2: uh, it's all right, and we're way over on time anyway, so sure. we'll just keep going. Okay. Three eighty two Canadian versus Newton, the game we picked at the beginning of the year. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we're we're. Gunner's got to beat Holiday this week. I think they will. Uh, they're banged up compared to the last time they played, but Gunner's good, man, they, and they're used to this at this point. Holiday is also banged up. It's worth pointing out they're missing mm-hmm. a bunch of key players. I, I, I. It's tough to be a team two times. I'll say that, yep. but I think Gunner wins. I think everyone is expecting the Canadian-Gunter rematch yet again yeah. next week.
1: So I'm many gonna, rematches this year. I'm like gonna, I about, love that. I'm
2: going to edge with Canadian this time because mm-hmm. I feel like they're a little healthier, and they might just be able to air it out and, and get through Gunter that way. Sure. But, I'm, I mean, who knows? Right. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this is Gunter versus Newton. But all of this is to say. They're getting fed to Newton. They're getting fed <laughs> to Newton. <laughs> like, like I, I, if, I, if Newton loses at this point, it's the biggest upset in the state. Yeah. From this round on, this round, next round, it doesn't matter who they're playing in each of these games. It's a stunning upset if Newton loses. Yeah, Yeah. this
1: is.
3: I got nothing else to add. Uh, (laughs) We've called them. We've called them the best pound for pound team in the state. Uh, They've done nothing, absolutely nothing, to even have us think about reconsidering that. Yeah, Uh, that left side of the bracket. You could, you know, it's still up for grabs. Canadian Gunner Holiday, you know. But again, you're talking about potentially banged up teams going against. Yep. The
1: best team that we've seen this year. Yeah, so. I, made, I made the mistake of picking against Newton in the state title game last year. I think I'm, I did, too. I'm not doing that again. Yeah, yeah, that's, no. that's not happening.
2: Unwise. <laughs> yeah. 281. We talked about it at the beginning of the show. New Deal versus Refurio. Refurio mm-hmm. made a lot of people – making a lot of people look silly right now. Yep. They got off to that terrible start, and now here they are torching. They just, I mean, Shiner could not keep up next week. I yeah. don't yeah. – you know, again, selfishly, would be cool to see Mason make it back. Uh, but – they know what they're up against. It's going to be a tough game. I think Refiro is now the favorite the way they're playing right now. Yeah. And New Deal might be the, one of the best stories of the year. Oh, for sure. Jet Whitfield, that group, they're yeah. awesome. They're yeah. awesome. Our Paul Roberts, whose football opinions we can trust, <laughs> uh, has been saying it all along. He thinks He's always thought they were good enough. Here they are. I think we're going to see him there. They've done nothing in the playoffs to show that, you know, they're they're going to slip up. I think it's going to be New Deal ref- with versus Refiro. I'm fine with this computer pro- projection, and uh, – you know, and that's and that's not you know there's a lot of good teams in two eighty one. Yep. I mean yep. uh, this week has what this is the uh I'm trying to think of the uh each each of the other freaking matchups. Oh, uh Sensaba Sab- de Leon. Sensaba yeah. de Leon. So let the Dillos, yeah. who have become a pet favorite here <laughs> in the office. Um <laughs> that's gonna be a great game. That's gonna be a physical game, yeah. yeah. Um Eli Salinas might be the one of the more underrated players in all the state. Yes, We've talked about easily. this. O'Keefe is an unbelievable quarterback for San Saba. Um, and I still, I don't know. New Deal just has something.
3: Yeah, you know. Yeah. that's true.
2: Um, also not going to argue, though, if we're rooting for Armadillos in the state championship <laughs> game. That's fine yeah. with me. Um, and then, you know, on Referio's side, it's not very fair to have to beat Shiner beat mason and then keep marching on but i I just they're playing with a 4a quarterback right now i mean like it's just not it's not really that that fair i don't know (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know ish we we were talk about how different it is we saw refurio in person
3: right that that flex and
2: and what you're seeing now
3: there were moments where i looked over to max and i was like they can't they, they couldn't the do anything. Off. Like, they couldn't <laughs> hand the ball off. They couldn't get to the edge. They, it, it looked like every play was, like, on the verge of a fumble. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was it was really, like, they were really, really trying yeah. to work, get like this offense to work. Yeah. And granted, obviously, Mart's awesome. Yeah, we'll get right. to them in a bit. Yeah. Mart's awesome. And so, it made it look probably ten times worse than it was. But I remember, <clears throat> didn't Step mention before that week, he was like, oh, yeah, they struggled last week against so-and-so. And he yeah. was like, yeah. really? Yeah. They had like, he's like, yeah, they had, like, yeah. four fumbles or something. So, it was like, they looked. It looked like okay, Refugio is going to struggle to. I mean, they'd pro- they they st- were still expected to roll the district, but it was like okay, they might be looking at a, a, a regional quarters loss this year. You know, right. when we saw them, yeah. Um, and now so it's, it's, it is baffling to see them just be fine. Right.
2: Tenaha and San Augustine have been awesome. Yep. I'm sorry, like Refugio looks <laughs> awesome, and I would look. I'm fine if San Augustine wants to make it make it count and yeah. get there. If Tenaha Tenaha wants wants Tenaha, get back, Tenaha wants to get back. Look, I'll, I'm there for it. I'll watch it. But, mm-hmm. man, Refurio looks freaking good right now.
1: The way yeah. San Augustine got into that game, too, we, we were talking about that had to be one of the toughest uh, oh, losses oh, for Garrison. Right. Garrison. Lining up to kick the extra point and then. To tie the game.
2: Yeah. And then to <sighs> no, to go ahead. To, to go, go ahead, ahead. that's yeah. right. It was yeah. a tie game. Yeah. They would have gone ahead with the extra point. It gets blocked. They lose the game.
1: That's such a swing of momentum there. That's t- that would.
2: That there hurts. were a lot of gut-punch finishes last week. We've talked about it in the last few shows, but oof, that was yeah. one of the worst ones. Yeah. Finally, we're not going to do six-man because we are not six-man experts, and it's we, we that's what we rely on Tepper for, and he's not here. 282, Hamlin versus Mart. Uh, I'm going to say it, and good for Hamlin that they made it this far, and I think this is right. I think Hamlin mm-hmm. is good enough to get to the state title game. Mart has to play Munster, mm-hmm. and then they have to play the winner of... Burton and Falls City. Mm-hmm. Those might be the four best teams left in in the whole bracket. They might yeah. be. Um, I would not be surprised if Burton or Falls City pulled the Cinderella run and somehow upset Mart, but I sure. I, I doubt it's going to happen. I doubt it. But,
3: yeah. I mean, those those two teams have the playmakers that could be able to put the cape on against yep. Mart, like especially yep. um, especially Burton. They have yep. two, you know, with Caleb Harmel yep. and Mondra uh, Quinners. Yep. But yeah, it's it's got to be Mart. Mart's got to be the favorite. Yep. And it's funny they actually they, they drew last year's state champion Munster yeah. in this round to yep. come out of the region. But um, yeah, Hamlin Hamlin knocked off Wellington last week, and all of a sudden it's they're they're in the driver's seat. Like, yeah. They have to be in the driver's seat now.
2: Yeah. I think they're the favorite on that side of the bracket. And look, like I said, Fall City great, Burton great, Mart great, Munster great. Yeah. yeah. Great football teams, uh, and they're all on the same side of the bracket, which is a little unfair. Would not be surprised if Fall City somehow snuck through. Would not be surprised if Burton somehow snuck through. Would not be surprised if Munster was back defending their title. But I think Mart is the favorite. I think this is probably the right projection. And those are all the projections. I think we, we did all right. We took a little longer, but I don't actually care because there's nothing else I need to be doing right now.
1: There you go. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Uh, <yes>. Well, <laughs> it's debatable. A um, couple housekeeping notes before we. Um, A lot of you keep asking about the potential for a Texas football today meetup at state. It's going to happen. It's Ooh. definitely going to happen. What nice. we need to know from our group of fans, our our valued commenters and fans, Friday morning or Saturday morning. I suspect it's easiest for, for everyone on Saturday morning. I am yeah. throwing out the possibility of Friday on the off chance that somehow that is better for everyone. Mm-hmm. The best case scenario is probably, uh, I would say – an hour, hour and a half before the first game when the gates first open up until about 45 minutes to 30 minutes to the opening kickoff, we will be free. It sounds like, um, I don't know why my breakfast is coming up now <laughs> at the end of the show. Uh, it sounds like, uh, we will be, we'll be on the club level. That second level, we, the area, the dining areas that you can walk through there. If you've ever been to AT&T stadium, we'll have a sign. Um, we'll take one big group picture with everyone when they get there, uh, right before we head up to all of our positions for the games, um i think saturday is the best it sounds like it's the best for everyone right here um brent can't get there till right before the first game on saturday aren't you staying the night friday night what are you talking about brent <laughs> what are you doing that morning and do i want to know what you're doing that morning that you can't get there that that early but yeah yeah i know tony tony blaylock will be there uh yeah everyone everyone agrees on saturday so it's it's cool. done we we will give you more details as they are available. Uh, we will definitely have something on Twitter the morning of to remind you. Uh, but we'll have we'll take our we'll have our Texas football today sign. We'll come meet up with all y'all, uh, and we'll do it before the game. Uh, it'll be me, Tepper, Step, the whole gang ish, mm-hmm. maybe even Brady. Yeah. Oh, maybe we'll let Brady show up for that. <laughs> um, if we let him. I'll be allowed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Brent says that's on Friday. Well, we're not doing it on Friday, Brent. Everyone said Saturday. God. Killing me, man. <laughs> Brent will be there on Saturday, so it doesn't see, matter. See, can't can't you just?
3: They can't wait to see this in person.
2: I'm just g- to see I, your bitterness. Yeah, if I get a surprise hug, you're getting a surprise. <laughs> if, if I get a surprise hub, hug, you're getting a surprise elbow. So <laughs> just uh, just imagine that. Um, a couple questions before we go. John Beck asked, talk about the possibility of usage of instant replay in important games, please. Why and why not? I will say quickly, they're going to be at state this year instant replay is going to be in the state championship games this year. That, that is going to be a thing coaches can use. The use of it beyond that is just not possible right now. You have no. to make it an even playing field for every team. It's easier to do at at and where they're all playing at the same place with high technology, all these games in a row, the most officials possible, et cetera, et cetera. You can't expect instant replay to be installed out in San Saba. And until that is possible technologically and easy and affordable for everyone, Instant replay cannot be a part of the regular season or the playoffs. Yeah. It's just not going to be a thing that happens. That's that's the whole shebang right it's there. A, it's a very
3: centralized, yep. uh, structured way to get yep. introduce it and yeah. uh,
1: to probably, I mean, long-term probably right. use it because yeah. yeah. it's yeah. the only way. I know right when, when that announcement came out, that was uh, Todd Rogers said it was a day late and a dollar short for Argyle, uh, yeah. you know, f- the 2014 game. Oh, yeah. So maybe yeah. if a way it could change a game, there's there's an example you could look at, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. anyway.
2: Uh, next uh, oh Tim Hutchton uh, very very good DCTF photographer one of the best in the business Is he's a San Antonio area guy he wants to know if any DCTF people will be in San Antonio this weekend I know one I will
3: I I'll be at the Alamo Dome yeah
2: Ish will be at the Alamo on Dome on Saturday so, uh, on Saturday you're doing at least two of the games right? at, least two, at least, least two the first uh, two the uh, first two games that's uh, Wagner and then yeah. like Travis Judson uh, so Tim meet up with Ish say hi uh, you guys can talk about how dumb Tepper is together uh, I can do that. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Uh, I think that's gonna do it for us. Uh, thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us in all of our fine work at TexasFootball.com. Vince Young,
3: please can meet your play of the year trophy. You
2: didn't even let Brady. You didn't let Brady do it.
3: I'm gonna let. I'm gonna do it because I haven't done it yet. I'll while. be back tomorrow.
1: Okay. I can do it tomorrow. And he can do it tomorrow. That's yeah. true. He so. Can do it tomorrow. You don't right. get to do it. Actually, that that's was okay. my plan the whole time. All right. so oh, that's
2: you yeah. You had to. <laughs> I tried you, to save you there. Yeah. <gasps> Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll do a mailbag Friday or mailbag Thursday and mailbag Friday this week on Texas Football Today.